0: there you found it Ephesians chapter 3 very good okay so we have covered the will of God for our lives which is to be to be the praise of his glorious glorious grace to be to the praise of his glorious days in the ages to come and even now that was chapter 1 yes we also noted the riches of a believer that a believer has rights in Christ what all blessings he has In Christ, his kazana. Is it kazana? kazana? Yeah, his kazana. His treasure in Christ. And we talked about that in chapter 1 and 2. We covered how God raised Christ from the dead in chapter 2 and raising him up, uh, us also with him, and the deadness of our sinful nature, raising us up out of our sinful actions. Then we understood how Christ is our peace and has replaced every dividing wall different people different races different languages god has taken out those things and he's replaced it with jesus so matter no matter what language you're praying in no matter how you where you come from or what your background is you have we have been made one in christ hallelujah so we understand how christ is our peace and has replaced Every dividing wall, whether color or race or background, he has made us one. Then he says in chapter 2 verse 18, Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Note that, verse 18 of chapter 2. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. I want to quickly go over verses 19 to 22 of chapter 2. So he says in verse, in verse 19, So, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. Okay? You remember that? So you were strangers and foreigners, and God had his people. And Christ has come in between to make you one. So now that he has made you one, no matter what you come from, no matter how far you've been, no matter what race, what creed, he has made you one. So therefore, you used to be strangers and foreigners, not anymore. Okay, you are now no more longer strangers and foreigners. You never used to be citizens, now you are citizens. You are now along with God's holy people. Verse 19, verse 20. You are members of God's family. You are members of God's family. Together you are his house. His house built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets. And he says we are carefully joined together in him. You are connected to me and I am connected to you as the body of Christ. We are becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him you are being made part of this dwelling place. A temple, a dwelling place for God to reside. For God to reside. Where God lives by his spirit. Let's go over that again. So, you know, so you're no longer foreigners, you're no longer strangers, you are no longer outsiders but you're citizens, you are members of God's family, you are his house, you are joined together and you have become a temple and you've become a dwelling place. All that so that God can be with you. So that God can be with you. The presence of God with us is the hope of the world and the hope of our lives. People are saying God is dead. People are saying God does not exist. People are saying God is abandoned. People are feeling that God has forgotten. God has left me alone. That is the hopelessness of the world we live in. God is saying, I have made, no matter where you come from, I have made you one so that I can dwell with you. By his spirit, make you a dwelling place. So God wants more than anything else to be with you. You're worried about your future. You're worried about your relationships. You're worried about how things are going to unpack. God is saying, I'm not going to give you the answers to your prayer. I am going to be the answer to your prayer. I will be with you. I want to be with you. But he is, listen, listen, he has given us that answer of himself in the context of the family, the church. He's not talking to you simply individually. He's not saying, okay, I will be al- alone with you, wherever you That's a very individualistic mindset. He says, you will be a dwelling place for me and I will be with you and I will be among you. And by my spirit, I will dwell with you. You'll be a family, you'll be a flock, you'll be a building, you'll be a temple. Are you understanding all the, what those, those things mean? Temple is praise, family is belonging, house is shelter. Protection, provision, I will be all those things to you. God never promises answers. He promises himself. He promises himself. So that is the hope of the world. And we need to understand that God has called us to be his people, called us to be united so that we will be a witness to the world. A witness to the world the witness of his presence which is the hope of the world because it is the opposite of what the world thinks that god has forgotten god is dead god has left us god has judged us are you with me the opposite of that is god is with you god has not forgotten god is provided god is protecting god has forgiven that is the hope of the world do you know that nowhere in the bible does it say for you and me to share our faith Nowhere in the Bible does the the scripture command us to share our faith. It doesn't say as a witness you will share your faith. What does the scripture ask us to share? What are we commanded to share? We are commanded to share a reason for the hope that we have. We are commanded to share a reason for the hope that we have. That means we are not sharing Christianity We're sharing Christ is with me. Christ is with me in my relationships. Christ is with me in my marriage. Christ is with me in my career. Christ is with me in my fears. Christ is with me in my valley experiences. So every time you go through any normal life experience, without a pulpit, without dhamaka uh, presentation, without PowerPoint, in your normal life experience, you are the greatest witness because you're proving how God is with you in your normal life, in your normal challenges, and that you have hope because God is with you. It is the opposite of where we are. So we have been given that hope and we are becoming a holy temple of the Lord and we are being made part of this dwelling place. Did you get that? So what is becoming and being made? What is the English tense? Past tense, present, continuous. Present continuous, it is happening, God is making us. So what does that mean? That means he's building something. He's building something on us. He's building something through us. So when you get to the prayer that Paul prays in verse 14, you begin to understand why he's praying that prayer. You have been made one, and you are becoming a holy temple. You are becoming a family together. So the challenges that it takes to be a family the challenges that it takes to be a temple, the challenges that it takes to be a witness of the hope that, is, that God has given you, he is praying for that, for that enabling. Are you with me? Okay, so Paul is an old man. And he is like our grandmothers and our aunties and uncles and everything. So while they are talking, they say something, and then they go off all off, track, off, and then they go all round and round and round, and then they come back to that. And Paul did that, and it's preserved for 2016 years. Okay, so let's start with chapter, th- chapter 3 verse 1. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles and then he gets sidetracked and he goes off on another trip. Okay? But it's not wrong because it's all scripture and God wants us to know this. So from there, from verse 1, he says I have been called as an apostle to the Gentiles. So God Appointed 12 apostles, the 11, and then one went and hanged himself. And they thought they'll answer the problem. They got another guy, Matthias. God said, do move him. I've got my own guy coming. And then Saul became Paul. And Saul is carrying a heavy burden because he stood there while they threw the clothes on the, at his feet. While, because they took off all their coats to stone. Stephen. And he stood there approving the death of one of the greatest martyrs he's got that on his record one of the greatest church planters and the one who wrote 13 epistles in the scriptures he's got on his heart's conscience the death of one of the greatest he says i'm not deserving i'm not deserving and god has pulled me called me taken me chosen me resourced me revealed to me and he has moved me out and sent me to the gentiles He sent me to the Gentiles and I have been given this responsibility. So you find that from verse 1 to verse 13, he's giving a sidetrack detour uh, explanation of why God has done that and how he has moved him. So I'm going to cruise through that real quick. Okay, So Paul's detour is explaining his stewardship of the Gentile commission. The Gentile commission. And he says, by the way, verse 2, by the way, God gave me the special responsibility to go to the Gentiles. God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. This is it, that both Gentiles and Jews will share equally in the riches inherited. Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? Oh, gosh, how angry that older brother got. How dare, how dare... He come back after squandering all our wealth, his side of the story, and after shaming the name, he comes back, he gets a ring, he gets a coat a coat that shows that he is one of the owners in the house he gets a ring that shows that he's a a, a authority in the house and he is elevated back to equal status along with me and i've been here all along and i've been worshiping and serving you all along father how can you do but all along in the back of god's head he was going to bring the gentiles in And no matter how how much the Jews thought that they had accomplished, he was going to share both equally. He was going to share both equally. Grace sometimes is unjust. Grace is unjust. And we need to thank God for that. Because most of us here are all Gentiles. We are all Gentiles. We look like it and we smell like it. We are all Gentiles. And but for the grace of God, today we have been grafted back in to the commonwealth of Israel. What is Israel? Israel is not the nation that you're talking about today. Israel is Abraham called out by faith to follow a God, to go to a city whose foundations and maker is God. That's Israel. Israel is those who have placed their faith and trust in Christ. Those who have put their faith and trust in God's word. The faith of our father Abraham. And we have been grafted in because of our faith to be one nation. To be one holy nation unto God. So that's what he says. God has called me to the Gentiles. Both are part of the same body. Both enjoy the promise of blessing. Because they belong to Christ. That's the good news I'm spreading. Paul says. Telling them the endless treasures. Available to them in Christ. He's talking about the Gentiles. Explaining to everyone. This mysterious plan. That God has kept secret. From the beginning. So he says don't lose heart. Look at that last verse. Verse 13. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should be honored. So you should be honored. Then he says in verse 14, When I think of all this. What does it say in your Bible? For this reason. For this reason. What does he say in chapter 3, verse 1? Ha, huh, so he's come back. <laughs> he went round and he's come back, so for this reason Gentiles and then he comes back, for this reason, ah, I was saying so he's just like me for this reason, I fall to my knees and pray to the father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth, and I pray, and then he talks about what he prays about what is the reason for his prayer, this is the second prayer do you remember the first prayer? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15, I pray the eyes of the Lord, eyes of your heart would be enlightened. Okay, now he's praying something else. He says, when I think about this, I fall to my creator, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. This is the second prayer. The first prayer in chapter 1, it was a prayer of seeing. It is a prayer of seeing. The eyes of the Lord, eyes of the heart may be enlightened. The second prayer is a prayer of being. It's a prayer of being. That we, we would be unto him a holy temple. Jews, Gentiles, wherever you are coming together to be one to show the world what you are like you come from different backgrounds you come from different ethnicities you come from different languages you come from different beliefs and 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 and, uh, nurturing and here god has made you one in christ to share the equal treasures of god you have been made one and you are becoming you are being made you getting that So as someone is growing, as someone is becoming in what God is doing, Paul is saying, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. So you and I get a hint of what we need to pray for, for the church and for each other. We get a hint of what we should pray for, for the church and for each other as we grow in Christ. Yesterday, 27 people signed a covenant saying, I will, I will make these habits in my life i will set these habits starting tomorrow in my life so that so that i will become mature i will become like christ what do you pray for them what do you pray for them you pray this you pray this this is what paul prayed for them to become the temple the family the body of christ i pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Where is our greatest weakness? Where do we experience the greatest weakness? Deep, deep inside. When you say I can't, I can't do it. When you say nay medicine yoga, I I can't do it. What are you talking about? Deep, deep inside, you are pus. Deep inside you're like, I can't follow through. Mum, my mom will not always be there for me. My auntie will not always be there for me. My pastor will not always be there for me. My bank account is not always... Right now I'm strong because I've got all these things. But I don't think I can do it because as I go forward, I know I will not always have everything with me. We are weak on the inside. And he says when you are struggling to make a commitment, when you're struggling to go to the next step, when you're struggling to say, I want to be like Christ, but I struggle with these areas, and you lack that inner strength, he says, I pray that from the unlimited resources, glorious resources, he will empower you. He will empower you. He will shoot strength from the throne of God, from the spirit of his strength into the inner being, right into the core of your being, there will be a strength to stand, to withstand. Are you with me? God wants for you to be strong. God wants you to be able to stand on your own. God wants you to be able to withstand the outside pressure. For you to be able to send your son and your daughter to another city, to another country, praying for them that the power of God would be sent to the inner man, underline inner man, highlight inner man, asterisk inner man. Is there that you would be strengthened in the inner man. God does not work on the outside, make you more beautiful, more cute, more taller, more fatter. He doesn't do work on the outside. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. He knows where your weakness is. He knows where you need strength. And shoots straight to the inner man straight to the inner man that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you that word empower is the word grace that he will give grace the word grace has been misunderstood we think of grace as chaloya let, it, let it go oh by the grace of God and we have the Indian grace version also no? like oh, by the grace of God the, as if like every, the whole all of heaven is saying jane do, jane do, cho, let, let, let no 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 when you say i did it by the grace of god when paul says i did by the we're talking about an unleash of power to the inner man for an explosion of god's enablement from within grace is enablement i've taught i've taught you this before grace is enablement god doesn't want any weak believers because he himself will be your strength he will be your portion your fortress god says I will strengthen you from deep within. So empower you with inner. So when you whenever you use the word by the grace of God, God give me grace. Lord, let the grace of God be upon me. Don't just think about forgiveness of sin. Don't just think about Chalta hai or Jhanido. Think about an unleashing power to do what only God can do through you. Then Christ, he says, look at it. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. Maybe your version says, He will come to dwell. He will come to dwell. Okay? So there's God who lives in heaven and there's a spirit who lives in you and then Jesus will come to live in you to make his home in you to carry out his business. What do you do at home? What do you do at home? When you go home, what do you do? I I don't know. I don't know. You relax. You live. You unpack. You let your hair down. You don't have any agendas. You are there to stay. You're not sitting at the edge of your seat. You are chilled out. You rest. You sleep. You interact with family. You talk late into the night. You watch TV. You entertain yourself. You enjoy yourself. You're with family. As soon as some, a stranger comes into the house, everybody's like, okay. Oh. But when they go out, you're relaxed. You're home. Christ will come to be at home with you. Christ will be at home. Till then, till Christ is at home with you. The power of God is going to work so free, so mightily in you till Jesus himself comes to rest in your life where you're now like, oh, he's here to stay. He's here to stay. Huh? Jesus is with me. Till it looks, even your face shows that God is with you. Even your face shows that God is with you. Right now, your face does not show that. It does not show that. It does not show the calm and the hope that God is in control of all things. You still look like the world is against you. You still look like maybe God is forsaken. You're still hoping that God will, hoping, Arey, nahi. you get to that point, as God has moved in. He's moved in. He's here. He's with me. He's here to stay. Till Jesus has made his abode with you. Then those next three before we close. Your roots will grow down into God's love. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you, that's what roots do. That's what roots do. Roots keep you strong. Why do they keep you strong? Because they get a grip of the soil of God's presence in your life. And two, the roots draw nourishment from the love of Jesus. Not from the love of a husband or a wife, not from the love of friends, not from the love of accolades and accomplishments, but the love of God himself. As God nourishes you with his love, he pours love, he sends love through the roots into your heart, into your mind, so that you know for certain that you are his, that you are loved, that you are are protected, that you are covered. You know, for, it's in your veins, it's in your roots. It comes through the system to make you strong. That's what makes you strong, knowing that you are loved. Knowing that you are loved. That's why the whole world is looking for love. The whole world is looking for love. They're looking for someone who will unconditionally love me. Of course, they've gone off the wrong track and they've gone and said, okay, accept everything, accept everything, because we need to love people. That's not love. That's not love. God will love you from deep inside. You will have power to understand. Number two, you will have power to understand how wide, how long, how, how, how high, how deep. You will become a student of the love of God. You will, have, you will become a student of the love of God. So now we're thinking differently about love. We're not thinking of how much he feels towards us. We're thinking about how much he's invested in us. Now you're counting the numbers, you're thinking about how much God has invested in me. And as you understand that, know how he uses the word understand? Okay, in the previous one, he uses the word, roots will grow down down into God's love and keep you strong. That's where you get your strength from. Then he says, you you have the power to understand how. Because you need to know, you need to understand, you need to comprehend in what way God has covered you. How how, how wide, how long, how deep, how uh, high his love is. Believers who act like as if there is no hope don't understand the love of God. They're not able to forgive people around them. They're not able to be kind to people around them. They're not able to react to criticism around them. They're not able to react to opposition around them. They react badly to situations that are not in their control. Those believers have not come to rest in the love of God. They have not come to understand how deep, how high, how wide the love of God is. You become a student about the love of God. And finally you experience the love of Christ though it cannot be understood. Let me do that again. I pray that from your glo- from his glorious unlimited resource he will empower you. Then he will make his home with you in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into him. You will have power to understand how wide and how deep his love is. And you will experience the love of Christ though it cannot be understood. Though you don't understand it, you will experience it. Though you don't understand it, you will experience it. Then, he says, you will be complete. Then you will be complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Then you will be complete. He goes into this beautiful benediction. He says, Now all glory to God who is able he is able that should be your theme verse that should be your anthem that should be your morning song god is able god is able now all glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think glory to him in the church and in christ jesus what are you trusting god to do that you could never do on your own what is extraordinary in your life today because God is at work in your life? What is a witness to others that because God is in your life, ye ho You need to step out in trust because you understand the love of God and take on something in your life. Take on something, a ministry, a calling. Take a next step today ask god lord what do i need to do what is something i can take up that i cannot do in my own strength so that i may draw strength from you on a daily basis don't say living with my family you don't know what it's like to live with my family that itself requires so much grace so much grace you haven't met my husband you don't know what it's like oh my job oh how much i have to drive just coping with your normal life is is that it that's what you need the grace of god for God is like, you can do it on your own. There's there's 7 billion people who are doing it on their own. Go ahead, do it on your own. Then he's, oh, he's left me. He's not with me. Of course he's left you. You're not expecting him to do anything that he wants and to do anything that he can. You wanted him to do what you only can do. So why? God wants you to come in faith and ask him, Lord, what is the next step? And my prayer for you, my dear brothers and sisters, is that God will not leave you untransformed. I want you to be radically transformed. I want your life to be turned upside down. I want you to be rescued from the normal life. Career, one car, two wives. I mean one wife, two cars. I want you to be rescued from just... Coping with life and getting to, oh, by the grace of God, he got admission. By the grace of God, we got a house. By the grace. No, God's grace doesn't apply like that. Anyway, everybody else, else is doing it. So whose grace are they using? The grace of God is available to do what the work of God is. And I pray that that power would become available to you so that you will start acting in that power. Hi, I'm Jeremy Dawson, and if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below, but let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.